catch up on all the live shows right here on africatechradio.com. When you hear the words, Google it. Do you usually expect to find a Wikipedia page that contains the closest, maybe the clearest and most diverse answer or resource available? Well, Wikipedia is the most visited website in the world, the largest single repository of the totality of human knowledge that there is currently. Wikipedia also provides for free access to participate in the creation and sharing of the multiple alternative narratives about Africa. But many people in Africa do not know about this and also cannot access the platform due to a number of reasons. One of the major reasons is uh, the digital divide that exists in Africa. Did you know that less than 40% of Africans have internet access due to a combination of supply and demand side constraints and challenges? Did you also know that about 90% of children in sub-Saharan Africa do not have access to a computer and around 80% do not enjoy any basic internet connection at all? This is one of the major reasons information about Africa's diverse languages, colorful cultures, lively politics, and over 1 billion citizens are either scarce or skewed to reflect the single story pattern. In this episode, we'll be discussing an offline wiki that bridges the digital divide called Wikifundi. Our guest is a founding member of Wikimedia France and has served as chair of Wikimedia, which is the US-based nonprofit organization that operates Wikipedia. Since 2013, she has co-led Wikipedia projects related to Africa through the Wiki Africa movement and is the product owner of the solution which we'll be discussing in this episode, which is the Wikifundi. Florence Duvard. Welcome, Florence. How are you doing? Really good to have you here. I was very happy to learn about you. I discovered you during the Wiki Indaba conference, which is the Wikimedia conference organized by Africans for Africans uh, for Wikimedia. And uh, you actually were a partner during this conference, and that was the opportunity for me to discover you. So I'm very glad that, that we are together today. Yes, I'm really happy too uh, that we can continue the conversation even from the Wiki Indaba on how the solutions, projects that have to do with, you know, Africans contributing actively to the totality of knowledge that is on the web, on the internet about us, and not just being, you know, passive consumers or active consumers and passive producers every time of the knowledge about Africa. Mm-hmm. So let's talk about the Wikifundi. You want to say, you want to say something? You want to make a comment? No, I I, had, um, I just wanted to say very quickly that I have been uh, involved in uh, an association and movement called Wiki in Africa uh, for now uh, since 2013, trying to develop the presence, the visibility and the participation of Africa to uh, the Wikimedia project. And so that was the reason of my presence to Wiki in Daba, and that's the reason why we're talking today. Yes, yeah. yes, yes, yes. Thank you for mentioning that. You've been at, you know, the head, at leading most initiatives and projects that have to do with Wikipedia in Wikimedia <laughs> in Africa too. Thanks for, you know, putting the word out <laughs> every time. Most maybe a lot, but many. <laughs> yes. Yeah. And in particular, the Wiki Loves Africa photo contest, which will start in uh, about two weeks from now. In so February. we are working very yeah. hard on this one right now. Yeah. So let's talk about the Wikifundi project. What mm-hmm. exactly yeah. is it all about? So, yes, today we would like to talk about Wikifundi. And essentially, what is it? It's an open source software 
that provides an offline editing environment that mimics the Wikipedia environment, online environment. So it was initially meant to address a big question. Have you ever tried to work on a document with others to contribute to Wikipedia or to teach students to how to do so, but you could not because data was too expensive or your access to internet unreliable or your electricity supply unstable? All those situations, if you met them, then Wikifundi might be the answer to it. It provides a bridging experience that allows for training, article creation, writing, and collaboration when technology fails, when access doesn't exist or is too expensive, or when electricity is unreliable, which is frequently the case in many countries. Uh, and with Wikifundi, individuals, groups, and community can learn how to create, improve articles on a wiki and work all that offline. Hmm, that's quite interesting. And looking at the fact that most of um, the people on the continent who should have access to this, the amount of data and information that is available offline and those who would want to contribute actually to this information too, this is really, really important. Now, what's the difference between this particular solution and the others? Because I know this is not the only mm. offline solution or tool that is available yes. from Wikipedia. It's a small word, the offline, what we call the offline word is the word we use to describe all the peoples and solutions that are trying to bridge the digital divide. And that's not so many solutions. And there is one biggest, big one uh, when it comes to Wikipedia, which is called Kiwix. So in case you already heard of Kiwix, it's a um, rather well-known and used offline service. The idea behind Kiwix is to store any website on your mobile phone on, on, on your computer for easy reading. So thanks to Kiwix, you may store offline and consult offline at no cost your own copy of Wikipedia, for example. But the big thing, and, and Kiwix has been running for several years, we know and work with them a lot. They help uh, develop uh, Wikifundi. But the difference is that Kiwix is read-only. It's just consultation. You read the offline content you collected. The difference is that Wikifundi is editing when Kiwix is about reading. So both of them are very complementary, actually. And this is why we actually developed the Wikifundi solution with the Kiwix teams as well. Okay. The idea behind this is that it's having the possibility to download offline full copies of Wikipedia, for example, is absolutely awesome, but it only makes a consumer of you. You cannot write, participate, upload your own content, upload your own idea and talk about your culture on Wikipedia if it's only reading. So the idea is really to make you an active person on top of that. As just like I said, active mm -hmm. producer of knowledge and not just mm -hmm. being a consumer every time of the knowledge. Mm -hmm. Because, you know, when we get to tell our stories and when everyone gets a chance or access to tell um, the stories from their perspectives, it, you know, it makes it a lot more better um, for everyone. Exactly, Antonio. So let's let's get back to where all of this started. Um, you know, for more than two decades, about two decades, you've been working uh -huh. on different projects and initiatives in Africa. When did you decide to work on this project, and why did you decide to do this work? Um, because you could have, you know, worked on anything else. You know, build other solutions. Why uh -huh. exactly this? Yeah. 
So it's it's one of the many paths I found to try to uh, push for open knowledge on the African continent. I've been a Wikipedian for 20 years now. I joined Wikipedia that was in January 2002. So that was 20 years ago. I'm in Wikipedia terms, I'm a dinosaur. Really. <laughs> uh, so I have been working on many solutions. And one of them, uh, back in 2013, 14, 15, we run some programs in two countries, Ivory Coast and Uganda, with two uh, groups of new Wikipedians on the ground. And they were tasked to organize training session, editing session locally in the capital. It was really done in big cities, right? And we kept running into the same problem of connectivity, in particular with Uganda. So it was very annoying because the person working with us at that time, Irina, she was organizing events and everything was ready. The people were there, you know. And at the last minute, there was no electricity and she couldn't do the training session. That was a very annoying. And this is something that is not unusual. If we want to, to give a, a few figures, because the problem we wanted to solve was how can we bridge the digital divide by providing offline training solutions and resources? Just a few figures for that. We have 4.1 billion people. 53 of the old people are online. That means 47 are not connected. 27 of individuals in Africa use the internet. It's a big difference compared to the global average. And despite uh, of an increase, a recent increase in mobile and broadband coverage, the coverage gap remains significant uh, in Africa. 18% of the population remain without any access to a mobile broadband network, for example. And the last point is affordability of data. It's uh, in Africa that it's the most expensive in terms of dollars per gigabyte and where uh, the cost of, um, of devices is the highest compared to the average salary. So all those reasons were the reason why we wanted to start working on this solution. So back in 2016-17, we started crafting a project and looking for some funding. And finally, with the financial support of three organizations over the year, the first one, Orange Foundation, Orange being the communication provider, Wikimedia Foundation, the host of Wikipedia, and Wikimedia Switzerland, which at that time hosted KiWiks. With the support of these three organizations, we were able to develop Wikifundi. And we also contacted the KiWiks team to help us on the tech side to work on that. And we are currently on the third release. It was the third release was just done in December. So the tool currently exists in English, French, and Spanish, because we also wanted to address the situation of South America, which is not so different from Africa, actually. So the tool is already four years old with some improvement. It's quite stable at the moment. And in, in fall 2021, we even received an award, the Open uh, Asset in Open Education Award of Excellence from Education, Open Education Global. So we were very proud of this recognition for our tool. Yeah. Wow. That's a very, very uh, long history. Even as Africans are building infrastructure to ensure internet connectivity and access to affordable data, it's still very, very important before we achieve that to make sure we 
try to bridge the digital gap because it's important to provide solutions for the now and just hope, you know, that, you know, things get better over time. And it doesn't also mean that, you know, when things actually get better, when, you know, it looks brighter that these tools will actually, um, you know, not be useful anymore. Now, how much, you, you just talked about um, launching 3.0 in 2021, right? 2.1, because for some odd reason, I don't know why, I incremented 2.1 instead of 3.0. I have no idea why I made that decision. The tool was not so different between the 2.0 and 2.1. In English and French was mostly improvement, updating. But the Spanish version was brand new. So it could have been a 3.0. Okay, let's get into the groups of people, yeah. you know, the kind of people who can use the yeah. Wikifundi tool itself. Yeah. What kind of people can use it? Is it for everyone? Is it just for Wikimedians or Wikipedians? Uh, is it open yeah. for everyone? So that's a very good question because initially it was a tool we meant for Wikimedian. It was really to help them in outreach, to facilitate the user groups as volunteer when building the Wikimedia movement to provide a way to collaboratively edit in offline situations. So that was our initial target, the Wikimedian user groups. But then we very quickly saw that there was an interesting second target. And this was in particular supported by our funder, uh, Fondation Orange, who is working through a digital schools network in Africa. And we thought, yeah, we can also use Wikifundi in the education sector. It's a more a teaching tool for schools and education sector uh, to teach how to read and analyze Wikipedia or Wikipedia articles and learn how to create and contribute. So it allows for, for skills transfer, acquisition of academic skills. It's also to help the students learn that they are not just passive users of information, but uh, get them to actually get online, transition from passive consumer to active creator. It's also a way to improve their consumption, information consumption habits and getting used to them. Uh, we are hopefully, uh, we're hoping to recruit them as future Wikipedian as well. That would be really nice in a couple of years when they are getting adults. But yeah, the education sector is a big second um, area of uh, uh, target groups. And then there's the uh, third and more recent target group I've been thinking about. It's really the individuals um, or small groups of digital, digitally skilled entrepreneur in poorly connected area who could use it to create CVs, business plans, take meeting notes, produce reports, all those things that they can do when they are small groups. And again, they are facing the, the offline digital divide. So that's the third target, entrepreneurs, tech, uh -huh. technically skilled entrepreneur, I would say. Okay, yeah, because they need to have some knowledge for them to... Yeah, to yeah, it's, it's not so simple. So I don't think it can be anyone. It really needs to be somebody who is a little bit familiar already with, uh, with this type of tech solutions. Okay, before we get into the technicality, are there use cases for Wikifundi already? Um, and can you share some of the wins? Because I know there are some places, yeah. uh, you know, there are some wins actually for uh, Wikifundi, but I want um, us to hear them from you. Yeah, so um, 
I already mentioned that there are three targets. There are the educators to benefit students. There are the Wikimedian organizers and trainers. And there are the entrepreneurs. So Wikifund is already used for um, the outreach by Wikimedia community. And it's also already used in education programs for digital skills acquisition. And I will give you one example. It's a training program called Wiki Challenge École d'Afrique, which is Wiki Challenge Digital School. It's a writing competition that is organized in primary schools of nine African uh, francophone African countries uh, since 2017. So it's uh, mostly to address, to get articles being written by the kids and published online. We just started the fourth edition of it, but over the past four years, 200 primary schools from disadvantaged and mostly unconnected area participated to this contest and produced 300 articles relating to related to their own culture and their own geographical environment directly or uh, published online through Wikifundi. So it's it's uh, one of the big use. In case it's for entrepreneurs, I would like to share a very quick story about this. If you ever dream to have your own wiki, your own wiki at home, this is it. The software is based on the same technical environment than Wikipedia. It's a, a, a platform called MediaWiki. But if you download the, media, the vanilla version of MediaWiki, it will lack all the specific features and extensions that makes your wiki look like Wikipedia. I know that because I have set up my own wiki a few years back and I was kind of disappointed because it was lacking all the cool features. So if you want to have your own wiki, MediaWiki looking like Wikipedia with a flavor and have it in your pocket, then that's the solution for you. Okay, now let's get into the technicalities. How does this work and how can I set it up for use? So that's where it gets a little bit tricky and I have to explain a little bit of something to make it clear. Wikifundi is not uh, simply an app. It's okay. not an app that you can download from uh, the internet and that you can, you know, just install on your computer and everything will be fine. It's not an app. It's a what we call a server application. It's like a website, if you want. It's, it's something a little bit more complicated than an app. So to run, it requires a, a server. To run, Wikifundi requires a server. So most people don't have a server at home. <laughs> it doesn't work this way. But it can be set up on a server in a school, or it can be set up on a server in a company, or it can be set up on small servers that are available for a rather cheap price, which are called Raspberry Pi or super small portable uh, that you can put in your pocket, little servers that are used in many, many different places to host elements on them, small servers, and that can create a local Wi-Fi network, uh, the size of a big room, the size of a classroom, typically. And then all the people which are within the range of this little network, this little Wi-Fi, can connect themselves to the tool. So the first thing the Wikifundi uh, requires to operate is a server, such as a Raspberry Pi. The second thing is that uh, it's, it's an open uh, source software, so you can download it for free on the internet, or you can uh, transfer uh, through SD cards and then install it. 
It's fairly big. When I'm saying fairly big, it's 25 gigabytes. So it's not nothing. Then when you download it or collect it, you can set it up on a micro SD card. Just the same type of card that you use for a phone, for example. Mm -hmm. And uh, when you set it up on the SD card, you will need to flash it. That means to install the server system on the SD card. And then the SD card can simply be set up in the Raspberry Pi. You switch on the, the Raspberry Pi either using the electricity or using a battery. It works as well. I've done that many times. So all you need is the Raspberry Pi in your hand, the electricity or a battery to put it, to switch it on, and the SD card, which will contain the whole software. When you switch it on, it will create this little Wi-Fi for about a class of about the, a big room size, and 20 people can connect themselves to the server at the same time. The standard setup works in three languages, as, as I mentioned, English, French, and Spanish. And it also contains many open education resources, support material on the standard uh, version that is on the, on the Raspberry. It is also possible to actually add more resources on the SD card, in particular resources coming from Kiwix. So in this case, you could have, at the same time, Wikifundi, the offline editing application, some open education resources, and you may also have Wikipedia offline, all of it on the little SD card or being operated by the Raspberry Pi. So practically speaking, that's your own Wikipedia in your pocket that you can take around with you. Mm. And it's not just the one you would consume, but something you can edit and something you can consume as well on both ends. Exactly. Because then in this case, if you put at the same time the Kiwix resource, then you can constantly just go there and check out things as you wish. It can be uh, many, many resources on on Kiwix. There are TEDx talks. There are many videos uh, downloaded from YouTube. There are Gutenberg Encyclopedia and uh, many education resources. So plenty of stuff there. Quietly, you can consume. And from time to time, if you also need to write things together, a text, then you can do it from the server as well. Beautiful. Like, approximately how much does it cost to, like, set up? So, um, the Raspberry, I'm not exactly sure what's the current cost of the Raspberry Pi, and it depends on the version you take, but that's probably something like $100 or less, less than $100. The SD card right now is something like $20 or $30, and the software comes for free, of course. I would mention that many of the tech associations usually already have Raspberry Pi. Uh, it's already available. So mm-hmm. all they have to do is to purchase an SD card of around $30. Okay, beautiful. Now, there's an event happening on 28th of January, 2022. Um, could you tell us a bit about this? Because I know it um, has something to do with the Wikifundi too. Yes. So as I mentioned earlier, uh, I'm part of an association called Wiki in Africa which is set up in Cape Town in South Africa. And as part of Wiki in Africa, we actually host several programs, just the Wiki Loves Africa I mentioned earlier. And we also have a vodcast program every month, which is called Wiki Africa Hour. This is actually hosted by Seslos Obanaya, who is a, a Nigerian. 
that's the host of the podcast. And every month we address different topics that are of interest to Wikimedians at large. Sometimes it can be very, very Wikimedia related. Sometimes it's a little bit larger topic. And the topic, um, so the next session is tomorrow afternoon. It's at 16, 17, 17 that time. Wiki Africa Hour topic tomorrow will be about offline. So we will have, we will receive four people to talk about offline solutions and initiative. Uh, one person is Max is from Ghana and he will talk about the setup of Kiwik system in uh, Ghanaian schools, which was done run last year. There will be myself uh, speaking of uh, Wikifundi, the new release. There will be uh, as well Abu Bakar from Guinea, who will actually uh, talk about the implementation of Wiki Challenge African schools in Guinea for last year. And the last person, James, is a person from the Wikimed project. And the Wikimed project is a system to deliver offline an offline solution uh, with medical articles, all Wikipedia by large related articles being made available on your cell phone or on a Raspberry Pi, whatever the setup, but in medical context. So those are the four projects all of them related to either offline solutions or to offline programs uh, to give you a, a sort of an overview of what is happening right now in the Wikimedia world in relation to offline. Hmm. Okay, thank you very, very much. Records say that um, there are very little contributions from Africans themselves to Wikipedia content about Africa and Africa-related ideas, people, and issues. We hope that this tool can convert a lot of Africans into active creators of information about Africa and about Africans. Thank you. We've been speaking yeah. to the co-lead of Week in Africa and the product owner of the solution we've been discussing in this episode, which is a Wiki Fundy. Florence Duval, thanks for sharing this solution with us on this platform. Anthony, very, very much for the invitation and for the opportunity. I appreciate it. Thanks for listening. And don't forget to catch up on all the live shows right here on africatechradio.com.